0: You're listening to e-commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy and Printful. Before we get into today's episode, here's a quick shout out to our sponsor. Printful prints custom products on demand for online stores and ships each order to their customers around the world. Their mission is to help people follow their passion and turn ideas into brands and products. Printful works with the most popular e-commerce platforms and marketplaces. So connect your store, choose from their catalog of over 250 products, upload your designs, and they'll automatically fulfill your orders on demand. No monthly costs. You only pay when you get an order. I was catching up with my co-pilot for the podcast, Lauren, who told me that we recently crossed 150 episodes of e-commerce marketing school. Just bonkers, absolutely crazy. And over time, we've really figured out how to do a combo of episode styles. I do a bunch of solos. We get a contribution from the team each week, which is huge, really helps me. And increasingly, we're having more conversations with guests, but keeping it to that like bite-sized 15, 20 minutes. That's where I get my energy, talking to founders on the show or just doing customer calls. It's my fuel, Right. And I've noticed a couple things along the way now. So today is about covering the five traits that I'm finding in successful e commerce founders. The first is story. Story, I've said this before, but story fuels everything in marketing. It fuels your why, it fuels your mission, it bleeds into every inch of your marketing your emails, your website, your headline, your ads, your videos everything. And it motivates you like crazy when everyone else is saying no to you, but you're still driven to keep telling your story and solving your own problem. It also helps with authenticity, right? So sure, maybe you're building this business to hit it big or get rich. Like that's fine. That's not necessarily a bad thing. But when you tell the world about the problem that you actually faced and the product that you needed and why and what having this product has actually done for you in your life, it just becomes so much easier to market that, to tell those stories and to use that story to relate to your potential customer, right? Because they need that too. A few examples that come to mind on solving your own problem are Vivian Kay from Kiki Kraliaki, Sean Riley from Dude Wipes, love the story over there. Mike Salguero from Butcher Box. the list goes on, but You know That's a very common trait I see. When you go to solve your own problem, it really helps you kind of overcome a lot of the hurdles in entrepreneurship. It's not to say that you can't build a business about a product that doesn't solve your own problem. It just really helps you authentically tell that story, which is, I think, the biggest or the key ingredient to great marketing and content. I also find that if the founding story involves the customer solving their own problem, that's where the magic happens, right? And next week, I'm just going to put in a teaser here before we move on to number two. Next week, I'm interviewing who I think is the best storyteller probably in the world, but certainly in e-commerce. Bonus points if you can guess who it is. You can tweet your guess at me at Jabawi. Okay, second, being fearless. I joke with one of my investors, shout out Mike, if you listen, that being a founder is like being punched in the face every day for 10 years. (laughs) It's kind of funny to say that out loud. The highs are high, they're amazing, and the lows are low, they're super low. And the only guarantee, honestly, is that you are going to hear no a lot. So the best entrepreneurs, the best marketers, you have thick skin, you're not thinking about what other people think. You know your customers so well and you're comfortable with rejection, right? So maybe the rejection actually motivates you. You listen to the feedback, of course, you got to, you got to evolve but you don't let all the no's slow you down or let you think twice about whether what you're working on is a good idea. You're willing to put yourself out there and you're willing to break down any wall to push your idea forward day by day. Third, a customer support mindset. You spend a bunch of your time talking to customers, answering tickets, answering questions or emails or customer calls, whatever it is. Help, maybe you're like Steven from the Pagel and actually call a random customer every single day. I just firmly believe that the best marketing is execution in customer service. You know, the best example that I can think of here is a book I read probably 10 years ago about Tony Shea from Zappos. Remember them? You may still shop there, right? They're part of Amazon now, but I still recommend that book about Zappos called Delivering Happiness for this exact reason. It's all about how amazing support and inspiring and investing in the support team drove word of mouth, which, you know, really word of mouth is the most powerful, least expensive form of marketing out there. So if you can believe in that yourself and spend a bunch of time with customers, that's only gonna help. Fourth, creativity. Channels come and go, TikTok, Snapchat, MySpace, OnlyFans, you name it, cost of ads are skyrocketing. How you use creativity to win your audience is a big part of this too, right? You could be investing in creative that sets you apart, or it could be coming up with marketing campaigns that tap into existing channels in new ways, right? I just did an episode. Think about like Ben Pasternak over at Nugs and everything that they're doing right now, or Jing from Fly by Jing, like with her launch on OnlyFans. Cool thing about building a company is that most of us start on level playing field, right? For the most part, all of our bank accounts when you're starting a company start at zero, So you got to be creative to jumpstart growth, test new channels, use existing channels in new ways to engage with customers and get the word out. You got to kind of like enjoy that side of this as a founder. And lastly, speed and a bias for action. Think about everything that's transpired over the last 18 months, right? The founders that are digesting these changes quickly, they react, they make decisions, they take action. Those are the ones that find their way through the hard moments. I think about a conversation I just had with Heather from Top Shelf, who I spoke with earlier this week. She had to shift on a dime as COVID hit, right? Four out of five of her revenue channels just went to zero in a single day. Or Liz over at Suna just had to transform her entire business overnight to figure out how to serve the new normal. So time and time again, like your speed and in that bias for action, those are going to be the things that get you through those inevitable, like awful low moments as an entrepreneur. All right, so to recap, first, story and solving your own problem. Two, being fearless and unfazed by no. Three, a customer support mindset. Four, creativity. Five, speed and a bias for action. No, you don't need all of those to build a successful business. I mean, who am I to tell you what you can and cannot do? That's where your team comes in, right? So you got to know which one of these do you kind of solve for and you get excited about and are really true. And then you need to surround yourself with people that are great at the other things. Every single one of us is different and that's okay. But in my experience and learning from so many founders on the show, you gotta at least exhibit one of these things uh, if you're gonna be driving your business forward day by day through the, the good times and the bad.